What the hell's going on here? Guess what happened when 150 midgets checked into a hotel in Hollywood to make one of the world's biggest movies. I want a room. What happened to that hotel and to Hollywood has to be seen to be believed. Now, the real madness can be shown. Give me my bucket! That's my favorite bucket! The cable! And believe you me, it's not short on action. It's not short on danger. I could have held the elevator, sir. And it's not short on romance. Bruce Thorpe, United States Secret Service. Okay. And I, uh... Suppose that's your gun, huh? Oh no, I wear a uh, shoulder holster. It's not short on excitement either. All kinds of excitement. Not bad. And you better believe it's not short on laughs. I'm gonna miss you too. It's all time for ping me perversion. Seek higher. Ping or I'll blow your brains out. If you haven't already guessed, it'll be out shortly. Chevy Chase, Carrie Fisher, and 150 of Hollywood's smallest stars in Under the Rainbow, a giant comedy. Coming from Orion Pictures. What an interesting hotel. And then there was one. Can you imagine? You may not like the Patriots. You may not want to root for the Patriots. You may want to see the Patriots leave the NFL. All right, I get it. What's the point? But you cannot deny the Patriots. What a week. What a game. I'll tell you about all of that. Broadway shows and our in-studio guest coming up on an all-new one right now. everybody and welcome to the Dave Duskow podcast on a very balmy Wednesday evening. This coming out on Thursday morning and it's a balmy evening but it's going to snow. It's going to blizzard tomorrow. I mean if global warming isn't happening and people aren't realizing it we've got a problem. <laughs> How are you? All right yes it's the Dave Duskow show and we've got a very special in-studio guest. I got very lucky today this all happened all of a sudden. And uh, she's already made a mess of herself twice. Please welcome Rachel Feinstein back to the program, everybody. Davy Jessica. Thank you so much You're for coming. You're a star. I know. <laughs> you get so much ass. <laughs> Maybe. It's true. <laughs> hey, do you want seltzer? Like, seriously, because I know I, no, we talked okay. about it, your jacket and everything. I just spilled coffee all over my jacket, and then I spilled it on my jeans. <laughs> all right? That's the behind-the-scenes truth. I mean, you really are... You really are just so Rachel. I'm very clumsy. And if you don't name your new show, that's so Rachel. That's so Rachel. I'm going to be very upset. Crazy Rachel doing things her way. Sometimes <laughs> not that we're hot. Nah, 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 it's my favorite song. I'm a really good singer, too. Wasn't that the rape song? Was that the one doing <laughs> it? What was that song doing it on? You used to have that song. Oh, um, you sang on this podcast before. I think it was like, sometimes I... Okay. 
name is Rach and I'm doing it my way. Sometimes life gets so crazy. I'm doing the best I can do. My name is Rach. Life's crazy. You have to have Katy Perry <laughs> sing Apple. that theme song. <laughs> mm. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. and um, Thank you for taking me to Starbucks. Oh, my pleasure. I take all my guests to Starbucks or yeah. Dunkin' Donuts, whatever they choose. It made me feel like a lady. Well, I'm a little hungover today, so I enjoy the vanilla latte when I um, have been out. Um, last night, I was uh, saving this for the podcast. I went, First of all, um, you know, when I go online, it says you're performing at The Stand on Fe- February 22nd and then uh, in Arizona in May. You're doing nothing in between? No, I have a lot of stuff, but Your I forgot Your website stinks. My... Oh, wow. Don't lash out like I do this that. all the time so to everybody hurtful. whose website stinks. <laughs> I did it to Marina. I do, I, I, it's like, I, why, that should be the first thing that's updated. You're don't you right. Think? I got to talk to my web fella. Yeah, who's that? My Giggle manager. Chick? Um, yeah, I'm going to have, people are going to hear st- some stern words from me tomorrow because I have plenty of days in between that. That's what I figured. I mean, you're out on the road all the time. That's why it was so weird that I'm like, well, oh, I guess she's just retiring. For and I'm a at the Comedy Cellar all weekend. And why wouldn't that be on the site? That seems like a fun thing. Well, that I just I just got those. Spots, a girl so. being out at the Comedy Cellar. I mean, this is big news. <laughs> <laughs> Sugar tits at the Comedy Cellar. <laughs> and as everybody knows, on February 28th, we will be performing, be performing The Godfather. And as of last night, ladies and gentlemen, Russ Maneev is back in. Oh, my God. Woo! It's amazing. It's a major score. It Russ took is a, big. It took a lot of ass kissing. And um, a lot of begging and groveling, and it was worth it because Russ is awesome, and I just enjoy his company, and I'm just so glad he is, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, re... Joining? No, re... Um, uh, I don't know, when you redo a role, when you bring it back. Oh, uh, I see what you're saying. Repri- re- yes, uh, like reprising? a reprisal of his role. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, the, Shit, I'm smart. I should know because the, uh, you know, that's a Broadway... You know, like Glenn Close Term, to Sunset right. Boulevard, yeah. reprising her wonderful role. Lord knows whenever the Tonys come around, you get extra uh, volatile, don't can't you? Can't even wait. I'm Jessica gets so passionate about the Tonys. Someone we're, gets smacked. Well, we're going to be sure. talking about the Tonys and Broadway a little bit later. Let me just explain oh, what wait. happened last night. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't know you were going to be on the show. <laughs> <laughs> so everything I've prepared is manly and gay at the same time. It's <laughs> Hold your tits. We'll talk about the Tonys <laughs> in no time, all right? <laughs> well, um... Last night, I went out for Russ's birthday. You know, me, Russ, Attell, and, uh, and Artie. Awesome. The four of us all celebrate each other's birthdays I saw together. the pictures. You boys are looking good. Right. Well, I'll tell you that in a second. Um, we always celebrate each other's birthdays. Attell's was in January where he saved that woman from choking. You heard about that? Oh, yeah. It was in the Daily News. <laughs> it was in the <laughs> Daily News. Unbelievable, stressful. right? Uh, Didn't they just go over and kind of watch her <laughs> joke? Is it no, Attell really helped. Artie went over and oh, watched. Okay. For him to say, he's like, yeah, we helped this woman. I was like, you were holding your drink and saying, she's fine. She's fine. <laughs> oh, Attell really helped? No, he, he, it was, he was amazing. He, Aww. when he saw it happening, apparently this had happened to his mother about a month or two before. So he was kind of prepared. I mean, he bolted over there when he saw that woman. And the rest of us were deer in the headlights. I wouldn't have known what to do. It. The question is always. I could see you running very fast in the other direction. The other direction, yeah, exactly, yeah. and absolutely to do that. Um, major coward, uh, but also, do I know how to give somebody the Heimlich? No. So the question is, the ultimate question is, all of us kind of know how to give the Heimlich. We know the correct motion with our hands 
and how to, you know, grab the person, kind of lift them up and with your, th- you know, we, sure. we all know we a little idea. bit, but right. the question is, are we, you know, nobody's, you can practice all you want. Yeah, the, you the can Heimlich till is, the day is, is uh, what's the word, till the cows uh, come, right. come back home. And, but, uh, but if you're in that split second timing and it must be split Heimlich. second timing. Yeah, that's terrifying. For him to just immediately rush over and start doing it was very manly and very cool. And yeah. I call him, he goes, I didn't really help because he didn't finish the job. It, it wasn't his fault. Uh, she actually didn't have any. It was weird the way it all went down. But he was the first responder. Wow. And the funny thing is, we found out later, as I already talked in the podcast, the two of them were, were, she was a nurse, and the guy was a vascular surgeon. He was a doctor who she was with, her boyfriend. And he just stood there and let Attell do it because he went over so fast that he was like, oh, I guess this guy knows what he's doing. It's one of those things where if it wasn't Attell and it was some douchebag that we know, and they're just like, hey, I'm going to be a hero, and they actually don't know what they're doing, you actually have to... Well, I guess this guy knows what he's doing. It's very confusing. You could completely Attell kill somebody. Is such a doll. He's just such a. So, but then the guy came over because it wasn't working. It's not. It wasn't Attell's fault. It wasn't lodged in a normal place, and right, something right. was up. And even the lady that did know the Heimlich was one of the wait staff there. Mm-hmm. Came over and just said she's fine. Like it was like weird, right, uh, right. even though she was turning blue. But it was amazing and. Uh, he really was. We and then were just they called him there. an American hero in the post. I know, I know. It's really funny. But that there was, was really no cool. reason for me to go. I mean, if I well, if there's the going to if nobody else is going to respond, right. then maybe I'll go over and give it a try. But sure. if there's somebody who's going to take initiative, I've I never done it before. I think it's best right yeah, It is. <laughs> I would be terrified. I feel like there's a bigger chance of you just taking all your clothes off than running to help her. Just getting naked for no particular reason and running, doing loops around the restaurant. Well, I would try and touch her boobs, too. Yeah, you would definitely try to get up and have titties. <laughs> But so last night we went to another steak place because the the old homestead stinks, and we went to Sparks, which is an old fashioned steak place. Oh yeah, I've heard that's pretty good. Stinks. Oh, it does. I am adamant about Wolfgang's being Keens the best. Keens is really good too. Keens sucks. You only oh, like that because you had a boyfriend that liked that place, and that place sucks too. I, what are you talking about? We go there all the time. Who goes there all the time? We go there for our Who? comedy dinner. Who's we? A- yeah, Amy nobody. and and it all stinks. of us. Atel came to the last comedy dinner. Don't be Sam Morrell. Yeah. What's the comedy? Why aren't I invited Schumer to that? Schumer and Hold Jeff Ross, a, a bunch of us. Whoa, 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 whoa. Because you're, you're a toxic about person. All of my friends are there and I wasn't <laughs> even invited. Because you're a toxic person. How am I a toxic person? <laughs> just well, you were probably mad at me. You're always mad at me. You probably weren't speaking to me at the time. I don't know. But we, we often have common dinners there. I like Keens. There was another one that's good too. Um, Peter Luger's. Yeah, no, no. Peter Luger's is outstanding. But yeah. Wolfgang's is a knockoff from Peter Luger's. So I've they sell everything to Wolfgang's. That's really all good. I like to go. But... I'm not trying to be a dick when it happens, but we went to Sparks, and I, I used to go Sparks before I found Wolfgang. Sparks was my uh, place of choice. They do not have the porterhouse for three or four, which I like, which is the sliced steak that they just put on your plate. It's beautiful. It's making my mouth water as I speak about it. This place was fine. We had the filet mignon. It, it was okay. It still wasn't as good as Wolfgang's, but then all the sides are never as good as Wolfgang's. The cream spinach was horrid. Oh, the cream spinach at Keen's, though, is awesome. It is? Don't even, yeah. Well, let, listen, Rachel. Don't get I'm going to try this. it. <laughs> I'm going to go over there and try it. And if you're wrong, I'm going to call you out on it. I'll I'm pretty smack serious you across about your it. dumb face. You so, watch your <laughs> so, I mean, I'm always looking for good. And Wolfgang's has the best. And so far, Old Homestead, bad. Um, Sparks, bad. They had some mushroom caps that were okay. Sautéed onions weren't as good as... Wolfgang's is the best. They have the best ice cream. Sundays after. 
I don't know. The Sparks just wasn't happening. It was a pleasant place. It was a good time. We were sitting. We were always trying to sit in a place alone. Meanwhile, the one table that's there turns out to be a, a Tell's agent. Oh my god! Yeah, she's like hilarious. staring at him the whole night. She works for his agency. She's Which like, agency? Three Arts, maybe. Oh, that's a management company. But maybe that's what you meant. To no. Say. Then who does Frost Matt Frost work with? CAA? Maybe? Oh, then maybe it was CAA then. Okay. Because she was there, but she was with that guy who's in this show called Atlanta. They're on the bus with the peaches in their mouth. Mm-hmm. I don't know the show, but I just see the poster. I don't know. And he was there. Very nice. Um, this girl was very hot too. And uh, but they were nice. But it's just weird. We can't get away from like our I own area, even though we go at nine thirty at night, and there's always one like this lady who was choking. Or it tells eight, like, we can't get our own area. And there's no one else in the restaurant. We just keep having bad luck. Yeah. And they stayed long. It looked like they were finished. That's why we sat there. It looks like they were finished with their meal. But that's the worst feeling. They sat there or the whole time. But she was or, very nice. That's the worst feeling when you just don't feel like seeing a person, you know, especially if they just stay there. And they're your well, she was staring at them. Like she was staring at them the whole night. time. That's awful. Or when you sit next to somebody and you... You you know that kind of seating where you feel like they're listening no, no. to your you conversation know. the whole time. You and I know we've talked. You know I hate I can't going to a lot of um, sushi restaurants where they squeeze you in together. Yeah. And I've we've been in this situation where I will not sit to somebody who's sitting alone because yeah. hello, duh, of course they're listening to our conversation. What else are they going to be doing? Yeah, I will not sit. I do not want somebody seated alone. I don't mind if two people sit next to us, but. Somebody's sitting alone. They're obviously listening to your conversation. And then I'm always in the middle of saying something really embarrassing, and then I realize it, you know? Yeah, if they have headphones on, sometimes I'll let it happen. But otherwise, yeah, no, it's not. It's completely unacceptable. Anyway, so we went to the steak place. We had a... Oh, so... That, sorry. Artie didn't show. Really? Yeah, and it's been winding down like this. So my birthday was in August, and he... Mine was at Wolfgang's, and he came an hour and a half late. He came for the dessert, Ouch. and it and it's very um, it's very disrespectful, and it makes me feel like a bag of crap. And he just came for the dessert, but he came. He came, and uh, it was all right. And then he just left. He might have also thought it was like a bigger, more communal deal, and he just came. No, in no, no. Like, we've done this a hundred times. Okay. I mean, listen, for his own birthday, he comes late. You know, it's yeah. just bad. Um, but this time he came really late, missed the whole meal. And when Arnie Lang's missing a meal, you know something's wrong. In January, for Atel's birthday, I've already told this on this show, I mean, a couple, I mean two weeks ago, the, the choking incident, he came, he, we sat for a while, we joked, he ordered dinner, the steak came, and he left. Like, he didn't even eat it. And he goes, hey, are you guys money? Like, he didn't even pay, you know, <laughs> we had to pay for all of the stuff he ordered. Um, and then he left. So this time, it was normal. It made sense that sooner or later, he just wasn't going to show up at all. Right. And I feel bad for Russ. Russ was really hurt. Yeah. Because it was Russ that he didn't show up at all. And he sent us a text that said, hey, guys, I'm not going to make it. I got to do things right. Like, it was a real bad text, like, in the sense of, like, what's happening. So it tells him a text. Are you all right? Do you want me to call somebody? You know, we don't know what what kind of text that is. Yeah. And uh, he just never wrote back. So I'm sure he's fine. And, um, you know, it's listen, he's coming in from Jersey all the time. So I totally understand That's a not wanting trip. to leave the house That's or whatever. I don't know why he commits to it. And we figured on Tuesday, he was just he was just like, yeah, let's do it tonight. You know, he's always gung ho. And then it's not, it's not cool when he doesn't show up and he hasn't like responded. He's so fun, too. So he's so he's fun done. and he's so funny and he makes me laugh Every so hard. Every story he tells is hysterical. He's the just best. so funny and fun. 
He's the best, and watching him eat is fun too. You know, he's not—he's not disgusting. He just enjoys his food, and he just looks great. You know, there's a couple people you just don't want to eat with. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mike Bichetti, <laughs> <laughs> but Artie is just like—I love you know eating with him because he, you know, you know he's enjoying it, and he's—he's he's just such a doll. And I don't know what he's going through, and I—I I know he's very stressed. He's doing the Jed Apatow, Pete Holmes. He's got a lot going on in his career, right? He's got the the touring. And he's got the show coming up, and he's just doing a lot of gigs, and I don't know. I don't know. What are we all going to do? I don't know. But when you have people sitting next to you, it is very stressful because they can listen back to that. They can listen to your conversation, and then I always end up saying something really gross when they look over. Of course. You do it on purpose? Or no, it just happens to me. Yeah, yeah. The other day, we were at dinner, and I, I said, would you be more upset if I, which would piss you off more? If I, and this is a good question for you because you have anger issues. What I said, which, which would no, piss I you don't. Off? How dare you say? <clears throat> no. I your point. I said, which would piss you off more? If I spilled red wine all over your couch, or if I peed in your bed when you were sleeping? And and then I looked over, and this woman was just disgusted with me. I it was like this lovely restaurant. I'm going to say the red wine on the couch. I think would piss me off more. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I said, and I'm just like, you know, when you realize what a pig you are at that moment, I'm like, which would make you more upset if I pissed all over your bed? Who are you, Corey? Or if I, I don't know why. It just felt like it should be said in that voice. Have you, know? you pissed in a bed or before, like spilled. being drunk? Because, you know, I, it, that, that happened to me, you know, so I pissed in my bed. I peed in a bed drunk when I was a kid. I, I used to wet my bed, but I haven't peed in a bed, like, drunken, like, with a guy. I don't think I've peed in my bed drunk. No, I don't think that's happened. Yeah, that's why. I know that happened to you, right? And you got angry girl, at the very, girl, which is, like, so. Mean. I didn't. I didn't know what was happening. She was acting very. Str- I didn't understand. She was embarrassed. When I found out what happened, I I calmed down. But yeah, I was really, really because I thought she was up to something. You always think people are up to something. You always think there's old fashioned schemes going on. You always like, I don't know what you got. You <laughs> obviously, if she's acting strange, maybe something's wrong. Well, first you of all, I was very wrong. angry that we had sex because she was like following me around all night, and that wasn't supposed to happen. And um, she was like, kind of. Begging for <laughs> Begging for that dick? Yeah, That's what you need bit. to change your podcast. That's the new title. <laughs> begging for that dick. And she just wouldn't go away. And then I was just like, all right, we'll just do it. And then I was like upset with myself that I did it. And I think she told me she loved me. And then I slept <laughs> in the other she room. She loved you was the first time you guys like yeah. hooked up ever. Yeah. And then I, well, she got mad at me the time before because I bought a date. And I didn't know we were, I, you know, she's like, don't bring a date next time we go out. Um, you know, and I'm like, I didn't know we were, I thought we were friends. I thought it was cool, but I, I didn't know she liked me. So, um, so I slept in the other room and in the morning I opened my door to my room and everything was in disarray. Right. The mattresses were off. The the fans was going, the windows were open. I'm like, I thought she was trashing my place cause she was mad at me. And she's like, all right, calm down. And then I was like, and I, I flipped. I thought she was trashing my place. I thought she was doing something sketchy you can, i know why i know why you thought that because you like those old movies where like the rock stars like trash hotel rooms <laughs> and you think you're a rock star just like you think everybody begs for your dick all day <laughs> so you thought you thought well typical she was begging for it she kept following me home how was she begging <laughs> she kept following me and following me around and she wouldn't leave and, and then, so you were just forced to insert yourself inside of her. It happened many times, not just with her, with other girls. I, it's like I'm like they all fine. begged for that dick. I can't. What, what do you want? Me, they follow me home sometimes. They used to. I mean, and I was like, "What do you want me to do?" And then you're saying 
just, they would get angry. Leagues of women, just gaggles of women, just follow you around and beg for your dick. This is what you're declaring. I just want to make this official. I am here. declaring that. Yes, okay. many years ago, it certainly doesn't happen. So it, anymore. It, they would follow you home, like follow walk me. paces behind you, just sniffing. Yeah, I would be like, get lost, and they, like a dog. Yeah, You'd and say, get and they would, lost. Yeah, I would say, beat it. All right, I'm going home, and they just would not. They're like, well, maybe I'll have one more drink, and I'm like, I didn't offer any drinks. They just couldn't get rid of them, and I, didn't, and I was trying to be polite. I'm sure this has happened to lots of guys. Where the women follow them home and yeah. just beg them, and then finally they're, they're just forced to... Well, listen, just... when you're a hilarious comedian... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Listen, I don't well, know... Well, I like it's like... You're, I love it if you were dating somebody, that would be your, your story. You're cheating on some girl. I couldn't help it. She followed me. I was scared. I had to, I had to give her I, that It dick. happened a lot. There were a lot of girls that would follow you home. I mean, I'm sure it's happened to many guys that... Even if they are oh, dating somebody, yeah. I've never heard. My friends are all disgraceful it's whores. A lot. I'm talking about the guys, the guys I, I hang out with are animal poonhounds, and no, they I don't often talk about women following them home. Well, I that's mean, because they probably are trying to. Um, get in what the, are you walking everywhere? At, like, yeah, always. Night? Yeah, because um, I would always go to Caliban, which was on 26th and 3rd, and then go to my apartment on 29th and 3rd. So right. I was always walking. Well, and, you have had a lot of stalkers in your day. You had yeah. that one girl that wrote the play about you. Right? <laughs> yes, I <you> forget. I <laughs> forget I about that. She wrote a play about you. Yeah, and the lead character, me, was a flaming homosexual. It was called. It was called. It was called the Elder in the Closet. No, right? it was not I called that. I could have sworn no, it, was it was a musical called, called the Elder in the For Closet. For some reason, it was called H E Double Hockey Sticks. It was stupid or something. It was. I think it was called the Oldest yeah, Man Alive. Not, who's also well, in the closet. It was funny because she powdered the guy's hair. <laughs> he was twenty-two, and he, she powdered his hair gray. And he just went around going, ah, you fucking homos, you know. Wait, wait a second. So she made the actor that played you dye his hair yeah. whiter? <laughs> they put powder in it. They didn't dye it. They just, yeah. That's amazing. Especially because it's not like you're like a celebrity. That they kid have to followed like me around for like a week. He's like, I'm, I almost got Dave Juskow down. And I'm like, is this really happening? I really thought they were playing a joke on me until I saw the play, which took place in the bar I used to hang out in. Did she invite you to the play? Yeah. What was your character like? Was it a flattering portrayal? Was no, guy, it was not was... flattering. No, she made him a, 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 a raging fag. <laughs> I can't tell you how much joy that brings me. No, I was really would like to write her a handwritten I... thank you note. <laughs> you should. It was like... I like that she invited you. She decides she's going to play you as a raging closet <laughs> asshole. And then she's like, you're cordially invited. Closet queen asshole. <laughs> um, yeah, it was. <laughs> you're right. It. it I, I, uh, I love that she, well, she gave you a heads up about what a raging dick you were going to be. No. So she told me it was about oh, me, I but I still so didn't much. believe her. And the best part is this was Sarah's old roommate mm -hmm. from years ago. So Sarah goes, I go, oh, I haven't. She knows the story, so it's okay if I use names. I was like, you know, I haven't spoke to Allison in a while. She goes, oh, gee, I wonder why. Maybe it's because you said her place sucked. And I'm like, is that what she told you? And she goes, yeah, dick. And I'm like, did she tell you why I said that? Did she tell you what the play was about? No. And I'm like, you know, she left out a little bit of the information. You know, Sarah, <laughs> then I told her, I'm like, first of all, the play was about me. The lead character was a raging homosexual closet queen. <laughs> and she goes, with anger oh, issues? Yeah, with anger issues. Many I'm anger sorry, issues. But that no, 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 consistent. it's true. It was anger issues. The guy was just going around the park going, you motherfucker. Like an old man. And <laughs> Sounds goes, a lot like you. And, and then, yeah, no, it was pretty good portrayal, actually. <laughs> and, and then Sarah's like, oh, gee, she might have skipped that part. And I'm like, and then she goes, 
hey, well, then she goes, well, that sucked when I went outside. Uh-huh. I'm like, yeah, that's all I said. Right. Because she said it first. And and why shouldn't I say I can, damn it! But I was still being polite. I said yeah, and I'm like you know. Then I even tried to change my tune, but she was really really upset by it. And then I think we might have had sex. Oh my god! Then she followed you home. She followed me home, and you ramrodded her. In fact, this happened exactly. This actually, this girl kind of. Oh, I don't want to say that, but she kind of turned me off sex for one because she she got kind of heavy and. Oh, this is horrible. I, Just, what part of you thinks that if you whisper this information I don't know. that somehow <laughs> won't get out there? That is the, one of the dumbest things I've ever It's I know, not a cartoon but it happened where if you say something in a the whisper. The day before the Super Bowl a couple years ago, and she came over, and I was disenchanted, and then she like wanted to talk on Super Bowl Sunday. She oh, called me a from a payphone. She goes, First of all, she was eating you nonstop. Can't say we I need took to her talk to, on Super Bowl Sunday. I, exa- cool. Exactly. Yeah. And I said, even Especially if you, when you called have a your mother, gambling problem. Right. You do. Yeah. I said she knows me. I'm like, you know, to, first of all, we ate a huge dinner across the street. Then she came home and we had breakfast. And then she called me from Smith and Walensky. She was having a steak lunch. I'm like, oh my god. By yourself. I like this girl more and more. Sorry. <laughs> it was kind of cool. Uh, but then she I called. Love she that goes, she's just feeding all day and, and was, then writing evil uh, plays about you. She's evil fantastic. Plays. And then at five o'clock, she goes, Can we talk? And I'm like, No. On Super Bowl Sunday, I yeah, think even if rough. you called your mother, she would say, Are you crazy calling mm-hmm. a boy on Super Bowl Sunday an hour before the Super talk. Bowl? No, that's not cool. Yeah, that's so that's all I'm saying. And then we're still friends now and everything's okay. Uh, I've even met some of her students. Oh, that's lovely. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's still very nice. I like her a lot, but um, we've known each other for such a long time now. How can we not like each other? Been through so much. And she writes plays. Oh, my God. About yours truly. So what was but the, she's not the only was, like, one the who's sto- written what plays about What was the story arc in the play? Did I mean, besides that your character was a raging dick and getting mad at everybody in sight, that's not I don't right, remember what, because... What did you do in the play? Like, what was the drama? I, I don't remember because it was a bad play. Right. So it doesn't stick in my memory, except what happened is, I, I believe I've told this on the show because it was kind of my... It's kind of like a dream come true, even though I was appalled, mm-hmm. only because my one of my my favorite kind of comedy. There was two instances, and I believe I've explained this on the show. You have um, is, there's one episode of Absolutely Fabulous. You know that show? Yeah, a little gay, right? What did you say about being? Yeah, all right, whatever. In the closet again. But Sorry. this is a very well written show. It's an amazing show, right? And one of the episodes when they came back after five years was that her daughter, Safi, wrote a play about her and uh, the evil Patsy. And then they go to see the play and it's and they have characters playing them. And I just, that is my favorite thing when they write a play about the characters in a show, you know, like a show within Didn't the show. Didn't that happen in Seinfeld? Like Kathy Griffin did a one-woman show about Jerry Seinfeld? Yes, it, not as much so because he wasn't, a guy wasn't portraying him, which would have been right, funnier. That's right, my favorite right. thing. And then there's a classic episode of Frasier where Diane comes back and says, I'm doing this play. And he has no idea what it is. And the curtain opens up and it's Cheers. It's the bar. Oh, cheers. Wow. And he's sitting there with his mouth open. You know, he can't even believe this is happening. I love the cheers guy so playing it. Like first Norm comes in, but his, his name is now Chester. Chester, you know, and he's like, <laughs> oh, my God. And so then the Chester's guy playing. The <laughs> right, right. It was stupid. And then the guy playing him was 
a complete asshole and he just makes the face. He's like, of course. You know, like like she made him a complete douchebag. Right. And then it turns out she's actually dating the guy playing Sam. And when he feeds that because it was a rehearsal, he goes, enough! Like, and then he comes up and he's had enough. And that kind of thing is like my favorite thing. When you're sitting there yeah. watching a play that somebody's characterizing you, like a play within the play. So for that to actually happen in my life after I'd seen those things and those make me laugh really hard and it's a really good um, device. Yes. I couldn't believe it was happening to me. So I was just like, and I went by myself. Nobody was witness to it, you know, because I was like, I couldn't track anybody there. And then she just followed you home afterwards and blew you? What can I say? I love that you're such an asshole in the play, but she still wanted to hook up after. Well, you're just a bad boy. Everybody knows girls like douchebags. Now, I've been trying to be a nicer person for a long time. That's why I really haven't been going out with a lot of girls. Your doorman told me they call you Naughty Dave. (laughs) No, every girl that comes in the uh, building, he calls Amy Schumer. Oh, look, Amy Schumer coming today. Why? I don't, I guess because he knows I'm a comedian. And that's the only person he knows. It's (laughs) kind of weird that you're here because you're such... You know, your best friends with her. It's kind of weird, like, uh, that you actually ha- that there's actually somebody here who actually is really close with Amy. Like, maybe, you know. That's kind of cute. Maybe he has a crush on her or something. I think he has a crush on me. Really? Well, I think they all do. All the male doormen? Yeah, you know. <laughs> Interesting. Hey, listen, I lived a lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? I was coming at three in the morning. They're like, what's happening? When I first got here, the late night doorman would always be, would you mind if I ask you a question? What do you do? <laughs> you know, because I always come late at night. Plus, that girl was working at Scores, that, that comedian who used to work, right, Margaret, right. who's dead. Yeah, she used to work at Scores, and she used to dress like a stripper, so she would come over all the time. And so he was like, "Who is this guy?" Because <laughs> they knew I had a regular job. Yeah, but I was come home late, and it looked like strippers were coming over all the time, even yeah, though she they was probably a, were very. She was a tarot card. Impressed reader. with what a seedy animal you are. <laughs> well, who wouldn't be? But yeah, I mean, it's just, um, it's funny, I. Uh, when I guess I was in college, I decided I need to be more of a dick because we know. I mean, all guys think this once in a while. You need to be more of a dick because that's who gets the girls. And it's a fact. And it worked like a charm. Unfortunately, I couldn't get out of that character. I've never been able to get out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Sarah always used to get to me. I see you're playing your dick character today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. Once you get in, I'm, I mean, you know, I'm a really good actor. I'm involved. <laughs> I can't break character anymore. I'm a major asshole. <laughs> you are. You've kicked me out of your apartment a couple times. Oh, I've kicked out much finer people than you. You kicked <laughs> me out. We were watching football one day, and then you told me, "Oh yeah, I had seen your speaking of plays. No, no, it wasn't a play. It was a, it was your movie about the cars, the one I was in. Yeah, uh, you were I so had, good. And I was just thinking about the other day. I'm sorry. I just uh, you were so funny in that movie. That was You're so, so fun. funny. Rachel plays this ten year old boy in it, and it makes no sense. It doesn't progress the plot in any way, and there was no way Memo and I were taking it out. It's the <laughs> most brilliant thing, thing you world. might ever do. I don't know. I mean, it's <laughs> unbelievable. It's this character she would play, a little 10-year-old Jewish boy with a congestion, you know, the nasal thing. But it's upper respiratory it's, issues. And yeah, with upper respiratory issues. It's so funny. And she's baiting her stepfather, which is Ben Orr who only is taking care of because his mother's so hot. <laughs> like, and it was, she's just baiting him. She's like, you know, um, I notice you keep play- have less and less singing songs on each album. And she's like, well, we're a band. He goes, oh, well, if that's the way you want to. 
think. I guess. And then, and then he would be. Uh, the, the way I was trying to make it was like Danny Partridge and David Cassidy and the, the Partridge family. Right. Where right. David Cassidy was this unbelievable, uh, gorgeous uh, superstar teen idol. And he was about 17. Mm-hmm. And Danny was 10. And he could manipulate Keith into doing stuff he didn't want to do because Keith was dumb and Danny was really smart. And that is exactly where I got that gag from. And you just did it perfect. It was so fun. but And I remember that a lot of fun people did that. Yeah, um, yeah. Italian well, we had to tell, yeah. Well, the, you know Elon what? I, I'm Gold very and... angry about... Yeah, Elon Gold, Tom Shalhoub. I'm very angry about the Atel... Not Atel's part. This girl who was very hot, she played this bartender, could not get out the line where it was just like... It was, I didn't want to use his name. I, he hates that. I was trying to say, that hey, that late night cable guy. That's all she was going to say. Or the guy from Insomniac, and she couldn't say it. So she's just like, oh, my God, David Tell. And I'm like, oh, whatever. I remember he that hates part that. of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's he doesn't want the attention. I know he doesn't, but um, I don't want to be rude to him. He's doing me a favor. This girl, this supposed actress, couldn't figure out the line. It's like when Mike Pichetti can't say the word pituitary, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> but if there's some, you know, opposed actress, is a supposed actress supposed to be you know, knowing her dialogue, and she only has two lines in the movie. Well, I remember I went to the premiere, and I'm not <laughs> name-dropping, but I went to the premiere of your mockumentary about the cars. At the HBO uh, HBO building. Yes. Exciting. And then, that was a great theater. And it was a lovely evening. And then there was going to be a second screening, which I originally thought that I could attend, and then it turned out I got some road work, and um, so I had to do a comedy club out of town. And I knew that you were going to probably call me a cunt when I told you this. <laughs> So even though I was there at the original screening, so I came over to your house. I think I brought some snacks. We watched some football. And then um, after the game, I just gently told you that I wasn't going to be able to make the second screening because I had gotten work, you know, and I was a nanny full time. So I had to take this comedy work because I was trying to, you know, be a comedian full time. And um, you did, in fact, call me a cunt and you told me to get the hell out of your apartment. You were like, get the hell out of here. And I thought you were kidding at first because it was such a spastic, like over the top reaction. And then uh, I mean, it was just wilder than I've ever seen you. And you kicked me out. But I was laughing on the way down in the elevator because it was so preposterous. I was just in the middle of my bagel, you know, and you just don't expect to be told to leave. I, and yeah. I remember yelling at you, but I, I there must have been another reason of why I was upset. There must have been something we're leaving out of the mix, but well, I tried to forget with, about it. Here's the thing is like. No, it was funny. I, I mean, think I was excited because I knew Atel and Sarah were coming to this one. And you know what I also liked about you being there? I was there, at the we one with having... Atel and Sarah. Oh, well, that's that was the, the right first one. one. There was like a second screen. Oh, I thought that was the second one. The other reason I, well, first of all, I enjoy your company, so I always want you there. But secondly, in this particular case, there's nothing better than you playing a 10 year old boy and then you come up on stage looking hot. It's kind of great, <laughs> you know? Then you find out, wait, this is the girl that played Joshua. I think people get excited about that. You know, it is really unbelievable. Well, you also, you have another part where you play yourself or whatever. Are you going to eat that cake? Remember, oh, and you right. looked so different. I, we watched. Remember, we watched it with your old boyfriend in Syracuse when we were in Syracuse two oh, years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just look so different. You're so, you know, you just your hair. You look like more Spanish. I guess you know, I more did. Latino. Then. Yeah, back in the day, I did <laughs> yeah. look like slightly more Hispanic. That's true. And then, and then I remember. So, but yeah, but you after had that you frizzy curly hair. Yeah, but after you kicked me out, you um. You kind of. I think we talked. We didn't speak to me for like a week or something, but then we started talking again, and then you. We went to this, I love this, we went to the, I think we went to the Cindy Lauper concert together. Oh, right. And you chased me down the street and also called me a cunt there. <laughs> and then we, we again. But there must have been a reason. I mean. 
Well, there I think always it's because reasons. my friends got us into the show. She manages Cindy Lauper. No, I know what it was. I know go. what it was. You thought I had to leave, but I didn't. And so this triggered your abandonment issues. And then when you found me again, you, you needed to be mad because you had that initial panic. You thought oh. I had left you or abandoned you there. Um, which is funny because you're the king of the Irish exit. You love to leave without saying yeah. goodbye. Yeah, but, but not when somebody's you, alone. But I wasn't really leaving. And then you found me again. And, and, and um, I mean, I would leave you if you're with your boyfriend or with, with a group of people. But if yeah. you're leaving, I would never leave somebody alone. You chased me around the Lin- uh, the Cindy Lauper That was <laughs> at Irving Plaza, I believe. <laughs> Speaking of being deeply in the closet. God, I remember that too. I didn't know that was you. I thought that was somebody else. <laughs> Cindy Lauper was so cool too. Wasn't she like the loveliest person very in the nice. world? Well, she was her so manager's nice. nice too and stuff. Um, I've known her for years, you know, and her yeah. husband. Uh, her husband is the one, the man- Cindy Lauper's manager's husband is the one that put together that Duh Thoughts podcast with me and Irene that's on video, which I hate only because the sound is bad. Um, so I've known them those guys for years. But I went to that place one other time, Irving Plaza, to see The Replacements, which was one of my favorite bands with my friend Vera. They are such a fun band. Yeah, they were amazing. And um, everybody thought I was Nicolas Cage. Like they gave us. Yeah, I don't know why that particular day. There was a period of time where people totally thought I was Nicolas Cage. And because I was in the VIP section, people were trying to get my autograph. Like this bouncer kept coming over like these people want to get your autograph. And I knew what it was. I knew it wasn't. Because I'm Dave Joskow. Uh, oh, maybe they've seen me on uh, Dr. Katz. That always uh, happens yeah. to my brother because he looks exactly like J.J. Abrams. And people oh, lose it. They go crazy right. when they see him. He yeah. wrote an article about it, I think, for like Salon.com. Yeah. In, in about how it happens. It happens to him every day. Oh, and people so will just follow him places and kind of gaze at him and stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, But the girl I was with, Vera, looked a lot like um, Presley, uh, the one he was married to, uh, Elvis's daughter. Uh, Which what was her I name? I can't think of her um, name. Lisa, she was a, Lisa, Lisa, Marie Lisa Marie Presley. Presley. Yeah. yeah, she looked a little like her. So mm-hmm. it, it beautiful. So it made yeah. Well, she's this is Vera. This is the girl I talked about the podcast that I went to see the Smithereens with two weeks ago. Oh yeah. And um, this horrible woman who was the drummer's wife wouldn't let us sit. Uh, I, I told everybody on the podcast. I mean, I called this woman out. I even said I even gave her a dress because I'm leaving a flaming plastic bag of duty oh. on her doorstep in September. But um, she. Vera slept with the lead singer of the Smithereens mm-hmm. years ago, right? Like even before she met me, uh-huh. and he invited her to this show with me because I'm a huge fan. Yeah, and he gave her the best seat in the house. And this horrible twat uh, <laughs> brought in uh, the guitar player from Dave Davies' band, you know, some loser, and wouldn't let us sit there. And the manager of the place was furious at BB Kings. Furious because we wouldn't, and I wanted Vera to do so. She didn't do anything. Meanwhile, the lead singer, uh, Pat Denunzio, dedicates a song to Vera, a very special, moving love song, and she's not sitting in the damn seat because of this horrible, horrible woman. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh dear. But I've been friends with Vera for a long time. And now we're like uh, friendly again. I've been hearing about Vera for years. Yeah, she's, she's kind of a really celebrity nice. in my mind. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she's really nice, really pretty. And, um, just real cool. She, um, have you ever tried like, to kiss her with your mouth wide open? <laughs> what is, oh, no, we used to go out. Oh, so. that's right. You dated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so of course I did. Okay. <laughs> you have that move where you, you put your mouth all the way open and you're just like, ah, and your tongue's yeah. out. Well, I think that's the way I picture, I envision women. myself. Well, first of all, Caitlin's <laughs> been making fun of me because 
I don't think I know how to kiss properly anymore. Uh, Caitlin keeps making fun of me. She goes, uh, you and your 80s kissing, you mean, or something? I must be doing something wrong because the last... Um, I remember when you and three... Marina Franklin made out. Oh, uh, that was... was different. That seemed okay. Shut up. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, no, it's okay. It's already been on the podcast. Okay. Um, are you kidding? That gives me a little bit of non-racist, you know, good stuff. I kissed a black girl. I know you were spinning not the around. First, uh, not the first black girl, too. You were swirling around and like you had your fingers running through her hair. It was like. Did I? Yeah. <laughs> That's when she had the cornrows. <laughs> I think. Oh, she was so pretty. You guys were spinning and you were just like. We were dancing <laughs> with that dance club. It was exciting. Oh, that's right. You thought we were spy. Remember, you said that it was like in a movie, right? It Where was. It was like around. a movie. Like, I know. No, no, no. Now because I remember. You're no, always no, watching yourself in your Marina. life like a movie. No, so. no. I know exactly what you're talking about now. You just reminded no, me. No, it was downstairs on the Lower no, East Side. That, it was Marina. No, no, no. I know that was an, another incident where we were dancing and kissing. Yeah. But the incident you're talking about, you, you've just reminded me where you thought I was moving around was this girl, Kelly. And it was at that place on 23rd Street and 8th and 9th. I'll never forget because you were. It's so funny. You were making fun that I was lifting my leg up as I was kissing her. Oh, yeah. And spinning her you around. You were lifting was your girl. leg up like you wanted her to pick you yeah, up. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah that was like a... you wanted her to like lift you over. Like it was kind no, of no, like. No, no. Like, uh... you, like you daintily lift your leg up if you, you know, like a dog or something. Like, you know, when yeah, you kiss yeah, in the movies. Yeah, yeah. You're right. It was like, you're, like your foot I'll was never back f- in the air. Yeah. Just you had one me. dainty foot Kelly, in the air. Because Memo was there too. You had one pointy, pointy toe. And I think you were wearing a stiletto. That's what you had said. I remember it. Kelly. pointy peach stiletto. Yeah. If I, if well, I you know, recall. I like to kiss like I'm in the movies, but apparently the 80s movies, because the last three girls I've kissed have said like, no, 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 let's try this again. Yeah, because... I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Well, you definitely, every time I've watched you make out with a woman, it's, it's <laughs> one of the most, it's so preposterous looking, and you definitely act like you're trying. You are imagining people are, you know, watching you, but you play the girl character instead of the guy. That's all I could say. You know how we have scenes in our lives that, you know, like where, where we imagine like we're in the movies or something? Yeah. You do that, obviously, every moment of your day, but you all, but you're playing the girl character. You're being, you every you kiss a woman like a man is sweeping you off your feet. You know, you're... Ab- <laughs> I'm, I'm just I while you're saying this, I I'll, I I don't have it prepared. I want to go online and play the song that's going through my head, which is so gay when I kiss a woman what you're saying. You're completely correct. Yeah. I'm not denying any of this. And you're I, the female character. You're the dainty yeah, love. Yeah, interest. I'm the female character, but it's like, oh I can't I I'm trying to get on uh, <laughs> if I oh if I can do this, I just gotta get to YouTube and I will find this thing and you'll you will laugh. I do believe you will laugh hard. Which, is, by the way, is the name of my new special. Dave Juskow, Get laugh Ready to Laugh. Hard. No, Get Ready to Laugh. <laughs> <laughs> but although now, now that you say laugh to your heart, it's... Uh, <laughs> I like laugh to your know, heart. I don't know. I mean, it's uh, pretty good, too. Uh, <laughs> wait, I'm going to YouTube. Well, I feel like we should play it. the song and then close it out. What do you think? Close out the show? I have Why? so much more to talk about. Oh, boy. It's only been 40 minutes. Okay. Because you're hungry? <laughs> is that what it is? Or, Partially. That's what, well, well, just give us 20 more minutes. Wait. Um. Okay. <laughs> Wait, let it play for a little more. It's making me really yeah. happy. It's one of those songs that's happy. And then when the keyboards come in, it's even gayer. Hey, baby, I had a good time tonight. I guess I'll see you next week. Wait. And the kissing comes. What about you kiss me, but you play me? Yeah, sure. Great idea. You know, you're probably the hottest girl I've ever been with. You're the hottest girl I've ever been with. (laughs) Hey, thanks a lot. I appreciate that. I love your ponytails.
<laughs> and your puppy tube socks. I love puppy you tube socks. Know how bad I got it. Oh, these aren't puppies. These are just great Dane socks. Like the size of my It wears off after the verse, but uh, the chorus is all there. In fact, uh, yeah, it gets a, problematic after that. So that's what's playing in my head. <laughs> Perfect. When I kissed a girl. Um, okay, let's, uh, even though this topic could go on forever because it's hilarious, mm-hmm. uh, let me move on to uh, the Super Bowl. Um, now, you, <laughs> I'm not angry. I'm not. No, I swear. I am absolutely not. I totally understand. But it is, you know how funny this is. Rachel was trying to put together a Super Bowl party, technically, on the Wednesday before. I mean, way in advance. And usually I go to Lee and Laura's, but I told them I didn't want to do it this year. And then I tried to put it back together because I was like, well, if Rachel wants to go. And then we were talking about maybe Jeff Ross coming and your new fellow wants to come and all that kind of stuff. So... Uh, you know, we were putting it together, but then, so we couldn't, we were going back and forth between what the plan should be, so we all decided we're going to meet at this new bar I've never been to in Harlem that my friend owns um, called uh, Maxwell's Central Park. Mm-hmm. Very nice, by the way, very nice. I'd never been there before. It was lovely. Um, and then, so Rachel, she's calling me at nine in the morning on Sunday, and, and I was out all night on Saturday <laughs> because, um, oh, it was Russ Renee's birthday on Saturday. So uh, I was at home, and then I went out, and then I was I was out until six in the morning. And Rachel calls me at nine in the morning, and she's like, "What? What's the story for today? What's the story?" And I'm like, uh, "I don't know. I don't know yet. I don't know. I'll let you know." Then she calls me at eleven o'clock. What's the story for today? What's happening? And I'm like, "I'll let you know. I'll let." You well, know, Memo did also want details from me, so I was getting texts from him. That's fine. I, I understood. I wasn't even upset about it. I mean, I was like, "Yeah, it's cool that it's cool that she's so into it." <laughs> so then I said, okay, the story is we're going to meet at this place. At, I think Kenny wants to leave early, but I gave you not enough notice. I knew we knew we were going to meet at the Super yeah. Bowl at this place. Um, and then I said, maybe we'll leave at halftime and go to my place. You know, So we had a pretty good plan. And because I always have to leave a place at halftime in tears because I'm losing. Yeah, so Memo much. said it was better to do it at a public place because then if you got upset, if you if you started getting weird when your team wasn't or you were having strange gambling rage issues, yes. then we could always like you know there'd be other people in the bar and it wouldn't get awkward. You know how it gets really heavy and strange. Yes, yes, yes. No, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. You're right. I mean, it, you it, people probably think you're joking, but um, we all know. You're no, right. no, it's very true. Right. So we decide. So Kenny says no, we want to leave early. So we said, hey, we're going to leave at four thirty. Be up there by five. And you're like, hey, I'm a girl. I can't just do that. No notice. I got to do this. I'm like, yeah, it's okay. Get there when you can get there. And she's like, I'll get there at six thirty, and we're like, that's fine. You know, we're going to save a table, and um, and then Rachel never showed up. Well, I did text, <laughs> but and I really am really sorry. No, you had food poisoning, and I'm so sorry. That yes. is what it was. And I, yes, and do you I'm know really where sorry. you got it from? No, I don't know. You don't. You never. You're not one of those people that goes back in your mind and must know where you got it from, or are well, you? Well, I was doing so much feeding <laughs> all day, so it's hard to say. Oh. Because I have to, like, when I have explosive diarrhea, which is almost daily, <laughs> I have to go back and find out what happened. Like, there's so much time where I eat so crappy for, like, a full day, like, you you know, feeding, right? And I remember the, the best time was when, you know, I had a, a bad lunch, you know, maybe I had Chinese food. And then I went to the Devil's Game, where I had, uh, you know, uh, buffalo wings, uh, sushi, 
uh, Jack and Coke, beer, sake, you know, uh, bacon. I'm not even giving you all that I had. And then when I got home that night, I was like, you know, I had all the diarrhea. I'm like, what was that all about? And then I'm going in my head. I'm like, what am I kidding? By the way, I was going to come a little later. And I texted Memo. I said, can I come now? And Memo said. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. But Memo said, no, he's getting upset about his team. I'm going to have to take him home. He's losing it or whatever. So I <laughs> I was going to go over there. I was uh, uh, I was about to head over. There was no reason to come. But I Memo mean, really, said it was, we were that you, you were leaving. It was like halftime. I was going to yeah. come. And then he said you were. You were really. My plan was to leave at halftime anyway. Uh, I guess it was depending on the game. But you can ask Mama. My I believe checks you. Out. Now the game. No, first of all, first of all, I got to tell you this story, and you'll like this. And this is why I wanted you to come because, all right, first of all, I mean, can we say who you're yeah, kind of sure. going out? You, Rachel's dating a fireman. I was surrounded by firemen. I mean, I, well, what are the odds? You know, I'm going to be with other guys that this guy can completely, you know, bond with. Yeah, guys. Yeah, they do bond. Well, listen to this. Now, you're going to like this. This is unbelievable. I've never seen anything like this in my life. Uh The guy who owned the place, we met at uh, Baker Street down the street where they filmed uh, Cocktail, my favorite movie of all time. And he drove us up to the place in his truck. He's usually the one that drives me home in tears. He doesn't mind driving me home because he lives (laughs) in the neighborhood. And he doesn't. He knows that I'm crying because of the thing. So he gets it. He gets me. (laughs) Wait, are you actually weeping? Yeah. When your team loses, but you not when my team loses money. Right. I understand, but you're openly, publicly weeping. Everybody knows I'm really that upset. I know you're that upset. I cry. Never seen the actual weeping. Aw. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get very, very upset. I can't talk to anybody. So okay. Um. You know, I just put so much money on the game all the time. You know, I know. This, no, well, this, sounds like a cycle. You well, should everybody who's listening to this podcast knows it all worked out to this time. Right. I mean, it's unbelievable because I told everybody the Patriots in the over and I was going big on it. And it unbelievably yeah. worked out. Anyway, the guy's driving us up and this is on Fifth Avenue and 110th Street. And he goes, the bar is on the east side on the corner mm-hmm. and he pulls up to the west side with his car. There's a police car waiting for a light. And he pulls up right in front of the police car. And I'm like, what is this guy doing? And then puts it into reverse and backs up Fifth Avenue in front of the police car and pulls into a spot that's a fire hydrant. The police are using the arm move. They're shrugging their shoulders. They're like, are you fucking kidding? Are you kidding? And they run their sirens. Right, and then they get out of the car because right. they're like, "Are you? Is this a? Is this you, a joke? You wild moron!" Right, and right. we're like, "Dude, dude, what are you doing?" And then he just because we all got like drugs in our pockets, you know, we're, and he, we're all drunk. Sure. The guy driving is drunk. Okay, I mean to do this in front of the cops is the most balls to the walls manly thing I've ever seen in my oh life. My God, and then he throws something on his windshield. He throws it on the windshield, gets out of the car, walks into the bar. The police see it and they're like, "Oh, it was the, the fire department thing?" I guess it was the fire thing. The fire department. I didn't know again? he was a fireman. I didn't even know. I'm ask so him, I'm like, this is "What really the funny. fuck did we you just put on just, your dashboard?" This is really funny. We were just but, but talking the way, about this. But, but he, let me just say before you look this up, he just throws it on there. I know the doesn't thing. say a word we to were the just guy. Talking about this last walks night, walks into the bar and the police officer was like you guys know he was like mccluskey in the godfather where he's like these men are licensed to carry firearms if you'll have to show cause in the morning and mccluskey's like damn it come on and he's like i mean it was like that the police officer was like crestfallen he's like damn it then i realized the police and the fire department hate each other 
I understand if he puts that stuff in his window and the, and let alone parking right in front of the fire hydrant. He's really sticking it to the police, putting it in the window and say, hey, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to do it. like apologizing. No apologies. The police and the fire department hate each other. Did you know this? Because I didn't know it was that open. I knew they kind of didn't like hate each other. Oh, no, no. There was clearly a problem here. And I've heard right. this before. They do not get along. But but you're saying that when you put when they put it on, it was okay though. Yeah, the police officer walked away. He was he was furious, but he walked away. Walked away. Oh my! Never God. said a word. The guy was drinking and driving. Did all this? Well, I probably shouldn't sing because now I said yeah. a word. <laughs> but um, well, we didn't have that much. So we only had a couple of beers. But we oh god, I really said too much. Anyway, well, I haven't given his name, I guess. But I, <laughs> but anyway. Um, it was a, it was amazing. It was like we were all the three of us all the other three guys got out of the car. And we're like, that's the manliest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. I mean, it's just such disregard for authority and yet manly at the same time. Like he just knew <laughs> I can put this thing in my car, and you know I've seen Steve do that, but not be disrespectful about it. Like he'll, you know, he's a fire Irene's husband. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. We were out with Irene and Steve. This is why I'm. We were just talking about this last night. And you know, Irene, she was like, "Sweetie, has he given you one of those? Yeah, you know, this thing. She's like, you've got to have it. Every fireman's got to give you. And it was that thing, that sign, and I can't remember what it's called. But you she's mean like, you can get one? Well, it, but I was like, I don't drive. I, like, why well, would can he I have one? one? And she was like, Christ, "Sweetie, you've got to get it. Like, you know, it's not official until he gives you this oh, right, cardboard right, right. slab that, that doesn't seems, in a car I don't own. You know, that but, like, seems fair though. That uh, but, but I was like, I not official. I like the way she was like sweetie you've got to get deserve one but i'm like i don't have a car but it was really hilarious because it's like i don't drive you know i i I, i'm scared to drive but i was saying i I could get one got your license after when you were 30 i (laughs) I know it scares me still though but um but yeah so i'm asking him what it's called because i don't remember but it's okay we know what it is it's some sort of plate you put it on your dashboard and it's a get get out of jail free card you know i mean it's a it's unbelievable but this was I never seen anything like that in my life. And it was, it was in front of a police station. No, he did it in front of a police car that was just waiting okay. at the light. I mean, they, they didn't even know what was happening. Wow. They were looking at us like, are you kidding? You did not just do that. So then let me tell you this part of the story so you don't think this guy's a complete douchebag. He pulled in front of the fire hydrant. Sounds like another bad boy. <laughs> yeah. And he just and he left the car there. But after we were telling the story, we went inside. He moved the car from the fire hydrant because he didn't want to be the ultimate dick, like where he was just going to leave it there because that would have been a real fuck you to the police. So he did move it later. He's like, uh, I feel kind of bad for doing that. So he moved it and found a regular parking space. <laughs> so that's something. But that was fascinating. So anyway, we're at the bar. Obviously, we were losing 21 to 3. Uh, you know, I, I won the coin toss heads, as we said. Um, I, lo- losing, I have all my bets here. Now, remember, people, I wrote them all down. The ones that won, remember I had um, the Patriots, the Buffalo Sabres, which I put on on January 31st, and the Senator I, Ottawa Senators. All three of those teams, the two won, so I was only waiting on the Patriots minus three to win $300. Then I had, then I lost, like the rest, oh no, no, then I had another parlay with uh, the Colorado Avalanche, the Chicago Blackhawks. And the Patriots minus three for $300. So these were all set up in advance. And they were only mm-hmm. waiting for the Patriots to win. I was going to, if you weren't here today, I was going to go over all these bets. Look at this. This would have been a bore fest. 
Oh, oh yeah, I'm already falling into a low grade depression. Right, right, right. Staring right. at that. So, but I had all these bet, and then the other one was the Calgary Flames, the Anaheim Ducks, and the Patriots. I mean, they were all set to win three hundred dollars if the Patriots were minus three, and it was all crumbling down. Now, I wouldn't have lost that much because <laughs> you know I get more than I got, but the hockey bets had already won. This is what I do every year. I've been doing it for twenty years this way, making these little parlay trees. Where sure. I just bet one team and take a chance, even though with, normally I will even put money on the other team to hedge my bet. That way I'll still win $300, you know, and the other ones, will, and it'll split a little. But this time I was so positive about the Patriots. Right. That I, I was just assured. Then I was so positive, I put a reverse with the Patriots and the over, which would for like $100, which pays like $400. Mm-hmm. And then. So I had everything was Patriots. And who would have the over at the bottom of the ninth? I mean, these guys come <laughs> swarming in. Who was playing again last uh, this weekend? Was it uh, uh, was a Manute Bowl? <laughs> um, you had uh, Spud Webb. I mean, he was shooting from the three. Spud is good. And uh, that Isaiah Thomas, let me tell you, he can coach. Um, you had Cal Ripken, who really. <laughs> no, I mean, no, what you a got lovely... the genres all wrong. Uh-oh. So then. At the halftime, I'm like, I got to make a halftime bet. Not to hedge my bets, but just like, let's see what happens. I always like to put, I had a third quarter bet, which was the over in the game, which would, uh, the over in the third quarter, which would be 13 points. But I got one at 13 and one at 13 and a half, which was a push and a loss. And then I bet the Patriots and the over. I said, okay, they're definitely, it was Patriots minus four and a half and a half. I said, they're going to, they're going to make it closer. They're never going to lose. They're not going to lose by 20 points. So I'm going to take the Patriots minus four and a half. But mm-hmm. I don't know if I'll get the over. It was 30. It means like you need five touchdowns. And it, I mean, you know, you know what happened? It all came in. It was unbelievable. That game was sick. And the funny thing is, it's just, I did the right thing as I was shouting on this podcast last week, just shouting, saying, I'm going to be on the winning side this year. I hate the Patriots. I'm a Jets fan. The Patriots are the worst thing that's ever happened to me in my life in the sense that the Jets will never get anywhere as long as Tom Brady and Bill Belichick are alive. So I'm never going to see a Super Bowl. But I said, if I'm going to, if they're going to win, then I might as well make money off of it. You know, at least something. Right. For the effort. This day, this, normally, I will bet with well, my heart. Well, it was heart. an amazing game. I mean, it was very exciting. So, But look, I did it the right way. I bet on this team that just you doesn't did. lose. But isn't it interesting that every game they're in, and they've been in seven Super Bowls, they never bring their A game to the Super Bowl. They they always win by three points. You're right. They never crush anybody. And it's kind of weird. I think it's like they're so good that... But they're so good the rest of the season, but they don't crush anybody They get in the a little cocky, and then they work at the end. I think that's what happens. Maybe. But they're so good that they can collect their strength at the end. You know, most teams that get a little cocky, they get a little cocky, that's that, they get beat. But they're so good that they just pull it out Well, I don't the think ends. there was anyone who, at halftime, when they saw the score was 21-3, thought that it was over. Everybody knew the. Is my cat throwing up? Is oh, that what that sound is? Yeah. Is she? Yeah, she's, she's thrown uh, up all over the place. Uh, <laughs> Are you still feeding her, like, you... you uh, you, yeah, I kind of feed her. You uh, feed her like a crippling amount of food. Why do you want her to be morbidly obese? Let's talk about that. I just wanted to Let's be talk like about her the issues beneath the issues. I just feed her what she loves. On laugh till your heart. Let's talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, so I just want to say that um, you're, it, that, that that game was so amazing, and and um, you feed her Cheetos, don't you? you no, I do Cheetos. not feed her Cheetos. I, <laughs> I, I, I only feed her tuna fish and bacon. She's holding a bag of Cheetos right now, <laughs> just for those of you at home. 
who nobody cares about your Patriot story. So what? You won. She's well, holding a bag of Cheetos. She's not holding a bag with the, of Cheetos. She is. Ew, she threw up. Oh, everywhere. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's everywhere. Oh, no. <laughs> this is it's terrifying. Gross. Sorry about that. I mean, cats throw up. That's what they do. Yeah, it's they part of life, especially when you feed them nonstop Cheetos well, and Snickers. Well, at least she threw up on the floor, which I can clean up. But, you know, sometimes she throws up in the bed, which is not fun. She's giving you the finger right now. But that sound is like so, that is like the scariest. It's like a, <laughs> it's a terrifying sound. Oh, wait. So here's, wait, here's what I got to tell you. This is unbelievable. Okay. This, this guy at <laughs> my office. Up is she? <laughs> Where is she? No, she's not. You're just lying. Stop it. You're making, is she? Where are my She's shoe? done. She's done. Oh. All right. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, so, so wait. I got to tell you. So there's a guy at my office. His name is Cam. This is the guy who I was on Pete Holmes' t- t- show talking about because he was a huge Pete Holmes <laughs> fan. And um, and when I was on the show, I mentioned his name and he was like really excited. He's a, you know, he's a young paralegal. He says he's not gay. <laughs> he has a girlfriend. He certainly looks a little gay. He has a girlfriend. This isn't the one you set me up with, the paralegal. No, no, okay. no, no, no. That guy's weird. Okay. Um, anyway, this kid, put your phone down because I think you're, you can wa- look at it, but I think you're taking pictures of me. It's making me up. Oh, no, no, I'm not. I know you're not, but you can look at it. I don't mind. That's right. Um, he goes to, he, I, I still can't even believe this. He, there's a new Broadway show called um, Dear Evan Hansen. Have you heard of it? No. Exactly. You don't know about Broadway. But this show... <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not saying it like that. I'm saying it. This is one of those shows that is complete word of mouth if on the Broadway scene. Sure. My, I went to get tickets for me and my sister. We can't get them till May. Wow. That's how hot this show is. This show is hot with this actor, uh, Ben Platt, who is supposed to be amazing. It's supposed to be that good. I don't know what it's about. I don't know anything about it. But I've heard from men... Guys that I trust, like Vincent and Lori, Lori, the instructor at Real Soul men, Cycle. not like you, like real men. Right, right, right. You know Lori's boyfriend at Soul Cycle. <laughs> oh, I like that guy. Right, yeah, and he Lori, was like, dude, you have to see this play because he comes and exercises at our Soul Cycle. Yeah, Ben Platt. Yes, he goes. There's that guy. Just for me. those of you again at home who don't know, because you got to really, you have to flesh out the details. People want to know, know about your life. No, they know. I tell them about Soul oh. Cycle, and then we go for a manicure afterwards. I filled them all in okay <laughs> so anyway he was like the guy was at our thing and the guy was and this guy's a tough guy he's got tattoos and everything he goes that guy's unbelievable he's the best actor i've ever seen like, he's like this is laurie's boy you know he's all tough and everything yeah he's, but he's a theater guy too so it's cool he's like me and vincent you know like we're just yeah. kind of men that for some reason like theater so anyway this kid from my office who says he's not gay goes to see this play on super bowl sunday at seven o'clock why they're even having a performance at 7? Usually it's a matinee on Sunday. I can't figure it out. Now, I know it's a different audience, so it makes sense. Why not have a show on Super Bowl Sunday at 7 o'clock? Those people who are in there aren't going to watch the Super Bowl. But I just can't understand how a man could possibly... I mean, I know if you don't like football, it's still an event. You know, don't you yeah. even want to see the halftime show, see what people are talking about? I get about? excited about the Super Bowl. I know. So how could you sit in this gay show? I can't even imagine. It's like when my mother always asked me to go to the ballet with her on Super Bowl Sunday. You know, I might go, but at least it's over by three. <laughs> you know, even though right. I'm a mess, I can't go anymore because I got too much betting in my head. But they're sitting there and the Super Bowl's going on. And he told me when they came out in intermission, everybody turned on their phones and they saw the score was 21-3. And they're like, oh, wow, that wow. Everybody's like, wow. Now, if I saw that, I would have had to have turned it on. I'm like, oh, my God, the Falcon, I would have, 
died in that second half. There's no way I could have enjoyed that show. You know, I mean, I was like, no. Are you kidding? I've got to know what's going on. How are the Patriots losing like this? You know? Yeah. And so then he said, what the Oh, no, no, no. The the cat's up here and she's all barfing. Get her out. Get her away. We got to close things off. We have to end soon so you can clean up. Get out of here. Get out of here. She's crazy. Oh, no. She's crazy. I don't want her touching me. I'm scared. (laughs) Well, this is what they do. She always wants kisses after uh, she's thrown (laughs) up. Oh, my God. Stop kissing their French. I am not. We are not. For everyone at home, he's French kissing the cat. Get out. All right. Now he's right. inside her for everybody. Shut up. <laughs> you say I sleep inside her all the time. <laughs> you do fall anyway, asleep wait. inside your so cat. So the guy comes out and he sees that the game is 28-28. Mm-hmm. And he's just tied. And I'm like, how are you not immediately going to a bar and going, I, I just don't understand how you can be in a play. And I love theater, but this is insane. <laughs> you see the Super Bowl's 28-28 going into overtime and you're just like, boy, it looks like a good game. Yeah, that's That guy odd. has got to come out. I mean, I love this kid. There's no way he can be straight. It's just, I get if he doesn't like football, but it's, that's fucked up, right? I don't understand. I know people don't like football, but I mean, half of, I got the ratings here. I mean, it's a very exciting Three quarters game. of the country yeah. was watching the Super Bowl. The ratings were th- 37.1 share. That, I mean, that, that's, that's unbelievable numbers. The, the post-game show had a 21.8. The highest rated show on television is The Big Bang Theory. That got a 3.1. A 3.1. That's the highest rated show in television. The Super Bowl is a 37.1. Oh, shit. Everybody's watching the Super Bowl. I mean, I always joke about going to theater. Do you know what I did? Um, when I called my bookie, I wanted to be a dick. Mm-hmm. So they have Oscar bets. Mm-hmm. So I was calling them and asking them all about like... Do you think, and it was like at six o'clock when everybody's <laughs> making their bets, do you think that um, the best short subject documentary will, what do you think I should bet on that? What's the lines on that? They're like, sir, we really have to do, we're concentrating on Super Bowl buddies. <laughs> right, right, right. But the best animated short subject will be what? And I, that's all I want to do just to annoy, because I know the guy there, he's going to be like, that you fucking Casper. Good news, people, by the way. Uh, my favorite show, Lucifer, cracked the top 25 finally. So oh, maybe wow. I met on. that guy because we were you on. did? Isn't he the most handsome? I mean, <clears throat> he's very uh, good looking man. Yeah, we, we did the that show What's at midnight Tom, together on Tom, Comedy Central. Right, Tom you Ellis. Told me, Tom Ellis. Yeah, we did that show at midnight on Comedy um, He's British, Central. right? He's actually British, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, he's British. He's a lovely guy. Or yeah, he was really awesome. cool. Oh, he was really so cool. Happy. This this show Lucifer. Have you ever seen it? It's fantastic. I've never seen it. It's my he favorite show on television. It it's really good. And now Trisha Helfer, who's way hot, is on it playing his mother, and that gets sexy because they're the devil. So it's okay. Right. You can be in love with your mother if you're the devil. That's a so really I can good. Totally point. get away with that. You know, it's like really funny. Get your hands off your cat's tits right now. It's really get gross. your <laughs> filthy hands off me, you damn dirty ape. <laughs> Clean up the barf. We have to end it. We are going to end it. But uh, <laughs> one other thing um, about Broadway, since we were talking about Josh Groban is in this play. He missed a couple of performances. Uh-huh. So, of course, everybody wants their money back. Now, I'm going to ask for my money back if this guy, Ben Platt, is not in Dear Evan Hansen. I'm going to ask for my money back if you Bette Midler is not in. Yeah. You're hoping he's not if in Bette it. If Bette Midler is not in Hello, Dolly, you are allowed to get your money back. If they're over the credits, you're allowed to get your money back. It's, it's, it's But can place. we agree that it is one of your top 10 favorite things to do is to ask for your money back. 
Well, you love you love writing letters. Writing. Well, that's true. Yes, you love to write a formal <laughs> complaint. Nothing gets you harder. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing gives you a raging erection more than writing a formal complaint. Well, the producer of the show was um, Howard Kagan, who I work with at my job. Uh, he was begging people to stay and watch the understudy. And there's these 60 year old women coming in from Jersey, and they're like, "Are you high?" We came to see Josh Groban, you fucking idiot. <laughs> like, they were so angry. When many times the understudy is actually better, but this is Josh Groban and it's different. Uh, right. I, one other thing before we leave, we played the Under the Rainbow clip today, so I have to mention. Christ. Um, <laughs> it was in the, uh, there's an article today. And <laughs> Do you recently, mind if I go lay down? <laughs> shut up. There's an article today about Judy Garland being groped by the uh, the Munchkins. What is this missing? <laughs> if anybody had any doubt, no, she was being groped what by the Munchkins. They found a book missing. Your life with your cat. <laughs> well, I just want to talk All about Judy things and Liza. Broadway, and then Judy Garland and Liza <laughs> and Liza, of course. <laughs> no, there was an article. There's a even thing your cat that, just got disgusted. She just I know she does. Room. That's She's the like, worst. It's too much. Well, that's when I know I've watched too much TV when she actually gets up and leaves. Then I'm like, geez, I guess I have been here for quite a while. But I was just playing Under the Rainbow because it's kind of funny that this new information came out. Well, I don't think it is new information. Like, everybody knows those midgets were assholes. In fact, they say that uh, the, the, somebody put it, they were an unholy assembly of pimps, hookers, and gamblers. The midgets in The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> <laughs> Wizard of Oz. That's why I like that. So She also got her gravesite moved. Uh, Judy Garland. Judy Garland she was, yeah, she was about 25 miles out of Manhattan. Your cat just, just jumped recently. out the window. Your cat has taken <laughs> her like, own life. She's like, this is too gay for me. Your cat has taken her But think her about life. this. She got a gravesite move. They moved it to California. Liza was of like, course, I'm going to yes. have her move because we want to be near. But it pissed mm-hmm. off all these gay guys that got plots next to her. Oh, they, they wanted to be these, near they Liza. They wanted to be near Judy. No, oh, Judy. Oh, Judy, right, and, right, uh, Judy. They were so angry, and now they don't know what to do. They spent millions of dollars Very getting upsetting. these plots, so... Uh, I think it's a good way to close things. I, God, <laughs> why do you hate the podcast so much? This is what we do. All right, fine. Oh, it's time. It's time. It's fine. I got to take my girl out for dinner tonight. This is dedicated to the memory cat. of David's cat, <laughs> Selena. He fell asleep inside her every evening. I can't she believe she threw all over up. the house. Maybe she was eating some of your nonsense. Like your, she, your healthy oh, I'm eating almonds, and she threw up seven times. Yeah, it and it's, that and way. it was all the Cheetos that you fed her. I, well, maybe I left Cheetos on the floor. It was Cheetos and uh, looks like it was Cinnamon Toast Crunch. <laughs> well, that is true. So, Well, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, Rachel, thank you so much. I love when you do the podcast because we talk about so much all the awesome stuff. And I didn't even go to my topics for the first 40 minutes, which is actually my favorite type of show. That means it's just going swimming. <laughs> so. What are you, uh, you're going to be the seller all weekend, seller all weekend, everybody. Uh, this comes out on Thursday, so that's good. Seller all weekend. And then where after that, where are you going traveling? Um, I'm going to be in March. I will be in, um, Sacramento at the Sacramento punchline. Oh, and you're also in crashing as well, right? Yes. We're both in crashing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So do I, uh, I, you must be in the first episode because your name is on the list. And really? I think they're going episode by episode because mine's not in there yet. People oh. keep saying your name's not in the thing. And I'm like, yeah, I think they're going episode by episode. Maybe okay. you're in the first one. 
I told Marina already that she they cut her part out and she completely believed me. She's like crazy. You are such a toxic she, asshole. Only because Why would she, you tell her that? Because she said, do you think they cut my part out? And I'm like, actually, I heard they did. She asked me and put me in that position. She did then, not put you in any position. She put you, me in the position where I had to fuck with her. And then today she was doing a live uh, Facebook thing and I went on and she goes, oh, Dave, oh, by the way, thanks for telling me I got cut out. I found out I'm not. I'm like... I was just kidding. You're you're an idiot for believing in the first place. Why would I know if you got cut out or not? I'm assuming I'm cut out, but I guess I can't cut out since I'm in the thumbnail on IMDb. I don't think they can cut me out, right? Uh, no, I don't think they're going to cut you out because everybody actually said you were so funny in that scene. And uh, yeah, I guess I don't know. I so feel good in a towel. It. Nobody's going to. Oh my god! <laughs> so Speaking of ratings, <laughs> everybody wants to get there. All right, everybody. Listen, we'll see you next week on the Dave Jessica podcast. Thanks a lot, Rachel. We'll see you next time. Have a great weekend, everybody. Ha, ha, ha.